Blog Talk Radio. Good morning in the ancient Paleo Hebrew. 
I'm your host, your brother, your friend, as always, Tazapa. I'm joined once again by Hasadaya in the building, y'all. Shalom. I want to send shout out to all the people of the book, man. Twelve tribes scattered worldwide, man. We are definitely, 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 man. The people of the book. I don't think y'all really understand the significance of that, man. We are in the Bible. If we are not the Israelites or no Israelites, they don't exist. That is a fact. There's no way there's any other nation on the face of the planet that are, in fact, the Israelites, man. What is that saying? Often duplicated, often imitated, but never duplicated. Mm-hmm. The best form of imitation is okay. the best form of flattery is imitation. Man, we the people of the book, y'all. I'm saying this, y'all, because I am like, I'm on the spiritual high right now. Um, listening to a little Whitney this morning and a little Luther, man. And coming off the documentary on Netflix that they did on Whitney Houston, man, sad, tragic story, but that was a bad sister, y'all. My goodness, that was a bad sister. But just to see stuff like that, man, see people, our people like that in that light, and then you see these small hat people running around, Talking about David, it's just like no man. There's no way. <laughs> there's no, there is no damn way, y'all the Jews, man. There's no way y'all the people of the book. There's no way. That would make the whole Bible uh, a fictitious book, and we know that it is, that is not true. Anyway, y'all, let me uh, go ahead and get into the show. I want to send shouts out, man, to the brothers here in San Antonio, man. A successful second pass over for those who couldn't, who were not fortunate enough to make it to VA, man. Uh, the water to those brothers for doing that. Uh, for everybody that couldn't make it, man. Um, for the new new folks that came down from Cali, man, welcome, welcome to the Sheep's Fold, man. Glad to have you, brothers and sisters, enlightened with the knowledge of the truth. We're getting closer and closer to us getting sealed, man, and getting the hell on up out of here. Getting gone, ready to go. I know I am, man. So shout out to you brothers for doing that, man. A war shumps one dollar yard, putting it on. Shout out also to our brothers in affiliated schools around the country. The brothers down at H Town doing their thing, holding it down across the dock. Feature Garden too, brother. I see you, all right. I see you. I'm going to have to hit you up for some cucumbers or something. Good job on that, brother. Um, Shouts also to Kazaki and them out there in VA doing the damn thing. And the brother, the mighty brother, John Nala, holding it down in Rochester, man. Excited about seeing you, brothers. Hopefully this summer sometime, spending some time with y'all, some significant, significant time with you, brothers. Uh, also, shouts out to the brothers in ABQ. Uh, shouts out to Kyle Cobb down in Guatemala. Uh, 
What else? What else? What else? Oh, yeah. Shout out to my brethren, my guy, man, my confidant, my friend, Brother Mishala, man. Shout out to you, sir. Um, What's going on, y'all? What is going on? Uh, So let's get Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It's the prayer we need to be sending up on a daily, y'all, so we can get the hell on, get gone, get little, man. All right, let's get Psalm chapter 118, verse 24, please, ma'am. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Good or bad, happy, sad. Most high brought you to it. Bring it through it, and you'll come out better on the other side because of it, man. Yes, indeed. All right, y'all. So I want to open up. What you got, that one? Look, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't know if y'all heard, man. Uh, my goodness, man. Here we go again. Should have the DJ Khaled another one. But it's the same dude, man. I don't know if y'all heard about the brother John Morant. Um, play for the Memphis Grizzlies. So probably like a month ago, man, this dude was uh, seen on, I think it was IG, one of them social media, uh, media platforms, uh, flashing a gun, man. It had a little thumper with him. It looked like it was a three eighty or something. But anyway, man, he caught a lot of heat, uh, a lot of backlash. Um, I believe Memphis suspended him for a couple games, uh, Conduct detrimental to the team, I think it was. And he came back, man, and uh, was happy to see the brother come back, uh, do his thing. He did an interview with uh, Jalen Rose, talking about his mental health, so on and so forth. Uh, he's back in the news, y'all. Back in the news again, and guess what? He did it again. This clown was seen once again with a gun. And, you know, it brought me back to the interview he did with uh, Jalen Rose. And when he did the interview, I thought that it was, uh, and it probably was, but I thought it was prompted by the NBA as, uh, you know, and probably his team to make him look a certain way, you know. Everybody's got mental issues. That's something everybody can relate to, right? So, you know, try to get some sympathy, some uh, reasonable doubt, some uh, grace, some humanity, if you will. Uh, but I, I thought about that. I'm like, damn, okay, this brother really does have some mental stuff going on because he seems to be fascinated with thumpers. Like, dude, why? 
Why, man? I mean, there's, there's there's no reason you should be running around with straps, man. I, I don't get that. So read the article. As reported by Yahoo Sports, John Morant needs to figure things out before further damaging his potentially brilliant career. Yeah, you see how Esau is, man. They worried about his damn career. So what about his spirit? Something spiritually wrong with this brother to be running around with thumpers, man, with hammers, with clickers. I mean, man, come on. Read on. Reported Monday, May 15, 2023. You can wonder what in the world Jabarant was thinking, but it's clear he wasn't. The NBA suspended Morant in March after he was seen in an Instagram live video brandishing a gun inside a Denver strip club during a Memphis Grizzlies road trip. Man, something's got to be wrong with you. You take, I'm just taking it in there, but you got it out. You got to you gotta whistle out in the strip club. Why? <laughs> That's not the piece you should have out in the strip club. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> That's not the piece that you want to be waving around in the strip club. <laughs> I mean, granted, he shouldn't have been there no way, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Read on. The team and the league weren't amused hitting Morant, whose five-year, $194 million contract extension kicks in next season. How much? $194 million. A hundred and ninety-four million. Do you know that's more money than uh, certain people will see in several lifetimes? <laughs> that's more money than I'll see in several lifetimes. Go ahead. With an eight-game suspension without paying, Nike, which has its own $12 million deal with Morant, didn't pile on but it made it clear it was also concerned. Everyone was. Morant is arguably the most electric young player in the league, a nightly high-flying highlight reel and an inspiring story of making the big time after being lightly recruited Murray, Murray State out of his small South Carolina high school. Man. Now, it is disturbing to see this happen. But at the same time, you got to ask yourself this. Would he be catching all of this heat if he was seen at a gun range with a gun? I mean, just something to think about. Something to scratch your head over. Let's get Deuteronomy, man, chapter 45. And it's very sad, man, because, like I said, I was watching the, the Whitney special. I watched it a little while ago, but Lobby, I was watching it last night, man, and it lured me back in, man. It was a good little uh, movie. But it just got me to thinking that all of our stories are pretty much the same, man, as it relates to Israelites and entertainment, whether it's sports or uh, entertainment, you know, singers, rappers, whatever. It's like all the stories, you close your eyes, and somebody tell you the story, you just already know it's this it's one of us. Mm-hmm. But this is the reason that it's always one of us, man. I don't think think people really comprehend or understand this as it pertains to us 
the people of the book, the real people of the book, and the most high. Read this. Deuteronomy 28 and 45. Mm-hmm. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee. So, let's do it right. Hold this. Get Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 1. Let's see who, who we're talking to. So this is Moses, y'all, speaking. So let's find out who Moses is speaking to. Deuteronomy 1 one. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy 1 and 1. These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel. So we said these be the words, and ain't just for this chapter. It's for the whole book of Deuteronomy. The word Deuteronomy means the, the words. That's why I said these be the words. But Moses spoke these words unto all of Israel, not to the whole world, y'all. All right? We have to read things in context. So Moses spoke all of these words. And Deuteronomy was like Moses' farewell letter that he wrote to the Israelites before he passed. So he's telling us here in Deuteronomy chapter 28, and what verse were you in? Verse 46? Uh, 45. 45, read it again. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee. Now, when he said they was these curses going to come upon thee, pursue thee, and overtake thee, who was he talking to, y'all? He was talking to the Israelites. He said that these things are going to happen to y'all. Read. Till thou be destroyed. So these curses, a curse is a bad thing, not a good thing. And, you know, we'll loosely say these, uh, use this terminology in our family, say, man, we got a family curse. I know I've heard that several times in my family mentioned. The family curse is not just exclusive to your family. It's exclusive to all Israelite blood, all of us have these curses put on us and it said that these curses were going to chase us. That's what the word pursue means. No matter where you go, no matter what walk of life you're in, no matter what realm you're in, whether it be entertainment, sports, or you just a nigga on the corner, or you the, the, uh, the everyday Joe that goes to work, working nine to five, what's still going to be chasing you? The Most High curses. It says an overtake thee, meaning you ain't gonna be able to see a way out of it. It says till thou be destroyed, and it's not just talking about a physical destruction. It's also talking about a spiritual destruction, because this is what's going on with Jah, y'all. You know, because thou hearkenest not. Unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And why are these curses affecting Israelite people? Read it again. Because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Because what are we known for not doing? <laughs> listening. That's what the word hearken means. We're known for not listening, man. You know, I was having a conversation with this brother the other day. And we were talking about older brother like myself. We were talking about the young people in our days, <laughs> how they don't listen. And we just sit up having an open, honest conversation. And 
I'm like, but bruh, it's so different because I remember coming up and the old heads would talk to us and we were at least halfway listening. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're young, you think you know every damn thing. And that's just universal. You think you know everything, man. You get a little hair on your chest, little pubic on your, your balls, and you just know everything. But like I said back in my day, man, we at least halfway listen. But these new this new generation, they don't listen at all, man. And it's sad. But this is what we're known for not doing, man. As Israelites, we hard headed. The Bible says constantly we're stiff necked people. We don't listen. We have to experience something or go through something before oh damn, maybe it is me. <laughs> Oh, maybe I do have a problem. By that time, you in jail or the hospital or the morgue. This is us, man. So these curses are going to come upon us because we don't listen. We don't follow instructions. We know? To keep his commandments and his statutes. It says that we wouldn't listen to keep the most high commandments. Commandment is not a religion, y'all. It didn't say nothing about religion. Religion was not given by the Most High. Religion was made by man. The Most High gave commandments or orders or rules or moral codes for us to follow. Read. And his statutes, which he commanded thee. Which he commanded us. Now, matter of fact, keep reading. And they shall be upon thee. For a sign. Now, it says that these curses were going to be upon God's people, the Israelites, for a sign. Just like HEB has a sign that lets you know it sells groceries. Just like you'll see the Pepsi Cola or the Coke sign lets you know what? This is a, a soda, this soda water or a beverage. It lets you know what it is. Different labels on bread, um, juice, whatever. It's, it's a sign. It lets you know, hey, this is what this is. Telling us this scripture here in Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, is telling us, look for the signs, and then if you know, if you identify these signs on these particular people, then you'll know, damn, those are God's people. Because the Bible said that they were going to have signs on them to let us know who they are as a people. Read it again. And they shall be upon thee for a sign. For a sign. When you see these signs on these people, it's letting you know, hey, these are God's chosen people. Read. And for a wonder. And for what? A wonder. And for a wonder, mean you're going to be in awe. You're going to be in amazement. You're going to be like, wow, look at those people. I can't believe they're doing this. Or I can't believe they made it through that. Or, man, how these people survive? For how long, though, Reed? And upon thy seed forever. Seed is talking about your offspring and your children. It says that this, these signs are going to be on the Israelite people and their children forever. So Moses wrote this hundreds of years ago, but he said that the sign 
or the curses were going to be on the Israelite people for a sign that you might know who they are. Now, let's get some of the signs. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 28. The Lord shall smite thee with madness. What does it say? The Lord shall smite thee with madness. And it ain't talking about you just being upset. It's talking about actual madness. Can you look that up real quick, what madness is? Y'all won't think I'm just making stuff up. Madness. The quality or state of being mad. The, the quality or state of being mad. Read up. A state of severe mental illness. A state of what? Severe mental illness. So not just being mentally ill, ill, but being severely mentally ill. This is what the Most High said he was going to strike us with if we didn't follow and listen to his law, statutes, and commandments, man. And this is what's going on with this brother. The same thing that went on with countless other entertainers, athletes, and celebrities. The same thing that went on with the Sister Whitney. The same thing that went on with Michael Jackson. The same thing that went on with Luther. The same thing Marvin Gaye. I mean, name name a, a singer or an athlete. The stuff that's going on with Ja, the stuff that uh, Dennis Rodman went through. I went to watch the documentary with him about how his damn financial manager stole all his money. She wasn't even a damn lawyer or a financial manager. Dude, these curses are exclusive to us. You got more of that definition? Mm-hmm. Read it. This is the definition for madness. Once again, y'all. Behavior or thinking that is very foolish or dangerous. Oh, what's madness? Behavior or thinking that is very foolish or dangerous. Behavior or thinking that is very foolish or dangerous. What could be more foolish or dangerous than just walking around with a gun and showing it to everybody? Come on, man. You can't make this stuff up. This ain't far-fetched. It's not. All times of power you reach. No, it ain't. <laughs> this is literally what he's doing. This dude is mad. He's insane. He's severely mentally ill. But why? Because the Most High said he was going to put these curses on our people. And they will be a sign that you might know who God's chosen people are. Going back to the verse, verse 28. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. We already got the mentally insane part, which is the madness. The blindness to where, man, we just can't see. We have no direction. And ain't, ain't that what us old folks are always saying about the young folks? Man, they ain't got no direction. They ain't got no guidance. Or that's, that's the reason we'll step in and, and be a mentor to them. Or we'll start teaching them. Because they need guidance. They need a mentor. Our people really are blind. Our people be just, and it even tells us in this chapter that we were going to be groping at noonday, high noon. The, the, the sun is at its highest peak, its highest point at noon in a lot of parts of the world. 
yourself, how are you blind and groping in sunlight? You should be able to see everything. It's letting us know that our people were going to be just reaching for every damn thing to try to fill that void. This, our people don't get it, man. This is why you see them damn entertainers or athletes. They be at the highest level making the most money, and you think, man, they don't want for anything. But you look at their lives, their lives be in shambles because they have a void that's not fulfilled. And that void is the most high. And I ain't talking about church because God never gave church. He gave statutes, laws, and commandments. He gave us a moral code. This is why those people's lives be in shambles. They have a void help. So I came to the knowledge of the truth when I met the brother Mashaba for the first time, Guadalupe Street, many moons ago. I came and I told the brother, and I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. I said, I need a spiritual cleansing. I ain't know nothing about the Bible. I wasn't even reading the Bible. I was reading uh, black history and conspiracy theory books. I had no idea what the hell I was talking about. But my spirit told me I needed a spiritual cleansing. I had a void, y'all. You know you got a void, man. You can be with people and you still feel alone. <clears throat> that was me. Always had company, but I still felt alone. I still felt empty. This is what our people are going through. Or, or I don't, like I said, whatever realm you in, if you ain't got the most high, you're experiencing this. This is what Jaws experiencing. This is what he's going through and countless others. So this is the blindness, man. We we have no direction. We don't know where we're going. It says, an astonishment of heart. Look at the word astonishment, please. I'm taking a little time with this, y'all, because this is important, man, for our people. And I know y'all probably heard Deuteronomy 28 pulled out a thousand times. Some of you have it. Some, maybe it's your first time hearing it. But I'm trying to show y'all, man, how this is not just uh, words on a piece of paper, man. That this Bible really holds weight with our people. You got that? Mm-hmm. Astonishment. A feeling of great surprise and wonder. <laughs> a feeling of what? Great surprise and wonder. Damn, I ain't, I ain't know I was going to go out like this. Man, why is this happening to me? Man, if it wasn't for bad luck, I would have no luck at all. This is the astonishment of heart. What else you got for astonishment? Something that astonishes a cause of amazement or wonder. You're just amazed at the way your life turned out. Or you wondering what what's going to happen next in your life. Or you wondering, hell, how you going to make it to next paycheck? <laughs> How you gonna make it to the end of the month? How you gonna keep buying clothes for your kids? This is the plight of the Israelite man. Whether it be a financial plight, a physical plight, or a spiritual plight. The most high he got us figured out. He know what he made, y'all. We ain't getting away from that. We're going to do right. Like the scripture tells us, uh, what is it, Jeremiah 31, 31, pertaining to the new covenant. <laughs> As people are always trying to bring up and say that we in right now, and we ain't. 
he said that he was going to be our God and we were going to be his people. <laughs> do y'all understand the gravity of what he's saying? He's saying he's not giving us a choice. <laughs> he tried that. He gave us a choice. Remember he said, choose this day, life or death? Remember Joshua, Joshua said, as for me and my house, we should serve the Lord. He said, choose this day who you should serve. We ain't getting that no more. Once the new covenant comes, we do not have a choice in the matter. Ain't no choose up. He says that we going to be his people, and he's going to be our God. I'm waiting for that day. But right now, we have a choice. And our people will always, mostly all the time, choose the wrong way, such as what's going on with this brother right here. Did you finish? Yeah, you finished that. Now let's jump to verse 15. Deuteronomy 28 and 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. To be overtaken means you can't find a way out, man. And that's where this brother is right now. Hopefully, maybe, by the grace of the Most High, this broadcast can reach his ear. Any brother's broadcast or any Israelites that he may have around him will pull his coat to this and show him, hey, man, this is why this stuff is happening to you. This is the antidote. This is the medicine over here, Josh. This is what you need to be doing, bro. Read verse 20. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke. Cursing, vexation, and rebuke. Rebuke is correction. <laughs> the Most High corrects us. Because guess who he getting corrected by now? The NBA. And I don't know where he was, but... It might turn criminal. And now he's getting corrected by Esau's justice system. The most high man, and I say this all the time to our people, you're going to serve somebody. You are. Because our people, oh, man, it's too hard. Can't nobody do it. It's too difficult. It's too many restrictions. So the world don't have restrictions. The world don't, don't have rules that you have to uh, maneuver and, and go through. You got damn rules on your job. It's rules to everything you do. Ain't it, ain't it a street code? That's a rule, right? Ain't it codes to, codes, uh, to the hip-hop business? Hell, even if you're an athlete, there's codes to that. Because we know if you want to make it as a as that as that uh, logo, that uh, conglomerate in sports, you, you got to be part of the boule. You got you to gotta sell your soul. Hey, I just seen LeBron. They seen they had a picture of him on uh, I think it's some media outlet of uh, him in a dress. Yes, LeBron in a dress. Come on, man! I'm trying to understand to get as big as this brother, as Dwayne Wade, who got a damn TV show now with his lesbian ass wife. I'm sorry, excuse my French, y'all. <sighs> Demonic wife. All these people, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, all the people you see at that level, 
they've been sold. They've been sold, they sold, man. Y'all think I'm lying, man? Give me Luke chapter 4. I ain't have intention on going here. But let me go here. We're going to come back to Deuteronomy. Hold that. Luke chapter 4, sort of verse 1. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan mm-hmm. and was led by the Spirit mm-hmm. into the wilderness. Read. Being 40 days tempted of the devil. The devil also, well, the word devil means deceiver, y'all, okay? I want y'all to understand this. This is the spiritual entity, the devil, y'all, read. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Right. So <laughs> Satan, the devil, all the same, the deceiver, knows how to tempt you. He tempts you with what you're in, the need, you're in need of. So Christ, how the child was hungry. So what was the obvious thing to tempt him with? Food. You don't think that he's tempting all these young niggas that, that got to wrap them up <laughs> in their pocket, trying to make it uh, as an athlete? You don't think he's tempting them also? I'm going to prove to y'all. Keep reading. And in those days, he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Mm-hmm. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Mm-hmm. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. He had a scripture for him. Shows you what? He was spiritual. Read on. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain. The deceiver, once again, read. Shewed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Showed him all the kingdom, all the power, all the glory around the whole globe. Read. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee. He said what? All this power will I give thee. Uh Uh-huh. And the glory of them. Like they be. Selling these little young rap niggas the dreams. Man, you can have this. You can have that. You can buy your mama a house. You can get out of poverty. You can have generational wealth. But what's the catch? Read. For that is delivered unto me. Mm-hmm. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. So Satan has the power to give these things to who we want to give it to. But here's the catch. Read. If thou therefore wilt worship me, what does he say? If thou therefore wilt worship me, so you can get that rap contract if you do what? Worship me. You can become that conglomerate if you. All shall be thine. Mm-mm, worship thee. If thou therefore wilt worship me, you can be that big movie star if. If thou therefore wilt worship me. You can be Beyonce and your tickets are so expensive in the States to where people got to travel over to England to see you because those ticket prices are cheaper. You could be that if what? Thou therefore wilt worship me. You can be uh, Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, Mike. You can be these people if you do what? If thou therefore wilt worship me. You have to worship the devil, the deceiver. This is the catch. You have to sell your soul, y'all. These stars don't become stars. 
<clears throat> just by coincidence. Oh, it's a Kawiki date. No, there's a price they have to pay. You have to compromise everything you believe in. You have to sell your soul. This is where that saying comes from, y'all. Read that part again. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Man, everything will be yours. But the catch is you got to worship Satan. Going back to Deuteronomy chapter 28. And read verse 20 again. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto. Now, this is one of the curses. The Most High was going to set upon thee curses, vexation, rebuke, and all thou settest thy hand to do until thou be destroyed. Read. Until thou be destroyed. And until thou perish quickly. So you're going to destroy, whether it be physical or spiritual, read. Because of the wickedness of thy doing. Because of the what? Wickedness of thy doing. But life ain't fair. The wickedness of thy doing. God ain't fair. The wickedness of thy doing. Or you go extreme like a lot of our people do. Ain't no God. The wickedness of thy doing. Why would God let this happen if it was a God? Because of the wickedness of thy doing. Read. Whereby thou hast forsaken me. <laughs> Why is the most high causing these curses to come upon our people? Thou hast forsaken me. Because we forgot about the most high. And then we that's the first first person we want to thank in the acceptance speech. Are they really talking about the most high? The God of the Bible? Are they talking about their own God or God assist? This is what's going on with our people, man. Like I said, whether it be on a superstar level, man, or on a basic level. Now I want to get this. Uh, not that. Here it is right here. Read the headlines. Tell them where you're reading from. From momentmags.com. Six new Jewish movies to stream on Netflix. So this is the Jewish offensive, y'all. So unless you've been in the closet somewhere, you've heard about uh, Kanye or Ye, him saying what he said on Drink Champs about us being the Israelites. Um, Kyrie who uh, posted a movie about us being the Israelites, uh, the film Hebrew, uh, Hebrews the Negroes. So this, they had to launch an offensive. This is like damage control, man, to keep people thinking about them in a pure light and believing the lie that's been told for centuries that they are the true chosen people of God. So this is why they're coming out with all these damn movies, and uh, they on Netflix. I think they got like six movies, as well as the movies that was already on there. Read that part. So the beginning, the, the title? Nah, we okay. have it right here in the article now. All right. There are a number of popular Jewish movies available to stream on Netflix, from Schindler's List to Inglorious Bastards to The Prince of Egypt, with classic 1997 film 
Life is beautiful as the latest added in April. However, if you're looking for a more recent flick, here are six new Jewish movies available to stream on Netflix. So they already got the movies on Netflix about the small head people. But now they've added six more movies. And I don't know if y'all been uh if y'all watch T V but they they have a campaign now, several commercials talking about anti Semitism. I'm I'm telling you y'all, this is the Jewish offensive to keep our people further away from the truth and exposing them for the damn identity thieves that they are, man. Let's get Revelation chapter 12 and start at verse 10. Revelations 12 and 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Or his anointing. So this is us and the kingdom of Christ coming on earth. Read. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. The accuser of our brethren, the Israelites, is cast down. And we've been accused of a lot of things, y'all. You know, our black people still. Oh, those people are savages. Oh, you can't trust them people. All them wetbacks, though. We've been accused of a lot of stuff. And who is the one that's always accusing us of these horrible things? It's our white or red counterparts who we loosely refer to as white, the so-called white man. It's talking about him right here. He's the accuser. Read. Which accused them before our God day and night. And they did this before the Most High in the presence of the Most High nonstop. We always getting blamed for something. We always getting accused of something. Oh, we got to get rid of them. Oh, we got to eliminate them. Let's do eugenics. Oh, okay. We want to call it you just let's put the let's call it abortion clinic. This is what they've been doing. Read. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. But it tells us we're going to be victorious in this story, y'all. In this narrative, we're gonna win. It says and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. It's talking about the sacrifice of Yahweh, the sacrifice of Christ. This is how we're gonna overcome Esau. Who is the deceiver or the devil that the Bible does speak of, so-called white man? That's fact. And by the word of their testimony, they loved not their lives unto the death. We weren't selfish. We weren't self-centered. We have strong convictions, and we're willing to die for them. Read. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens. And ye that dwell in them. Now, this is what I want to get to. When it talks about the heavens and ye that dwell, it's talking about heaven, man, because it's three heavens according to the Bible. And rulership, power, and authority on the earth is one of them. So when it talks about the George E. Heaven, it's talking about people here on earth, us, the Israelites, read. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth mm-hmm. and of the sea. Mm-hmm. For the devil is. Now, now, listen to this part. For what? For the devil, the deceiver, read, is come down unto you. Come down unto us, read. Having great wrath. Having what? Great wrath. He is mad as hell. Out on somebody. 
Oh, y'all exposing us for being the fake Jews, not the original people of the book? Oh, somebody got to pay. Oh, let's go. Let's, let's, let's launch this smear campaign on the Israelites. Let's say they did this. Let's say they did that. Let's say they don't trust them people. Let's say that they're black extremists. Let's say that they're a hate group. Let's say that they're a cult. So much now, this devil, Vocab Malone, he did an interview with Sonetta in which he was going at IUIC about some stuff that they was doing. And I'm watching the video, and I'm like, this dude is definitely an agent because all he's trying to do is spread more division amongst Israelites. But this is why. He's coming down with great wrath. They're mad because there's no such thing as bad publicity. You notice when Kyrie posted that video, everybody went on the damn uh, platform to, to watch the video. <laughs> so through the roof. Everybody was, he started a conversation that nobody wanted to have. And when Kanye came out and said, man, these people own everything, he started a conversation that they didn't want people to have. So they have to launch an offensive now. That's the great rap. Read. Because he knows that he has but a short time. Take advantage of it, Mr. White Man. You only got a small amount of time left. And it's showing through your economy. It's showing through the, the lack of morals. You never really had them in the first place. It's showing through the TV programs that you put on. It's showing through the tablets that you maliciously calculated to put in the hands of our children to keep them stupid as hell. Well, guess what? You're getting some of your own people with that. <laughs> You're destroying some of your own children with that. Your plan's backfiring on you a little bit. You ain't got much time. Now let's get Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 2. Y'all, and I've been doing this class for quite some time about never waxing tails, and what I am trying to prove, what I've, I'm, I hope that I've proven and continue to prove as y'all are listening in, and I thank y'all for y'all's support for listening to my show. What I'm trying to prove is that these people are not the people of the book. Through biblical proofs, historical proofs, all backing these things up with facts, man. All with facts. All right, you got that? Deuteronomy 14, 2. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. Now, this is talking about the Israelites. Remember, we went over this. The whole book, the whole Bible really is about the Israelites. But as it pertains to the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 1 said, These be the words which Moses spoke unto all Israel. So he's still speaking to all Israel. And what did Moses say? For thou art an holy people. It says that the Israelites are a holy people. 
Read. Unto the Lord thy God. Unto the Most High. Not to the world. Other world the, the rest of the world don't see us as holy people. They see us just as niggas, fixed, wet back. You know, the UGs, undesirable, the UDs, undesirables. But it says that we are holy people to the Most High, read. And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people. Now put the clues together. Or the small hat people, the Jewish people, are they undesirable people in the earth? No, they ain't. Everybody's trying to attach their coattails to them because these people got money, they got power, they can put you on, they can take you off. You don't believe them? Or believe me, ask Kanye. Didn't they take him off to the point where he had to withdraw his money out of certain banks because the banks wouldn't mess with him no more? Where he lost endorsement deals? Hmm. And I forgot who it was that came in that, that helped them. I was like, man, anytime you say something about them people, stuff away from you. Everybody knows this. But these people are not undesirable. Everybody wants to be around these people because they know that they have power. So you got to ask yourself, who's the Bible talking about then? It ain't talking about them. The curse of Deuteronomy does not apply to them. But the Most High said, read that part again. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. We're holy to the Most High, read. And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people. The word peculiar means special or unique. What's special or unique about the small head people? I'll wait, y'all. Y'all can call in and text me. 314-482-9110. What's unique or special about them people? They're boring. They're corny. There's nothing special or unique about them. But I do know a certain particular group of people, they're very special or unique. They're very, oh, man, look what they're doing. Ooh, look what they got on. You know the people that came up with salsa dancing, That who the world mimics? The same people that came up with um, what they call it, stepping, which is the form of couple dancing or salsa dancing. Stepping in Chicago, we call it bopping in St. Louis. Those same people that made that bland ass shoe known as Converse, Chuck Taylor, into the shoe that it is now to where the damn shoe costs a hundred dollars now to sell. Chuck's like a hundred. Seventy, eighty dollars. That Shoe that nobody was buying until we did what? Till we bought it and did what? Put fat laces in them. <laughs> start start dyeing them different colors. Or that damn hiking boot that nobody really was messing with unless you was going hiking. To niggas put it on with gems or uh, uh, jeans or sweat or shorts and untie the laces and just let them drag. My Timberlands. Who did that? Who made them choose the Timbo what they are and start calling them Timbos, the Timberlands? Who made them choose what they are, man? We did. Wasn't nobody rocking them until we got hold to them. 
the damn Levi jeans. And I look, looked it up the other day. Levi's is like $50, $60 now. Who made Levi the jeans that it is? It wasn't until we started wearing them, man. Everything we do, everything we put on, the world mimics. That's special or unique people. Not the small hats. <laughs> it's not them, y'all. Y'all better do y'all research. They are not the people of the book. Give me Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13. What slaves say, don't believe the hype. <laughs> Read this. Matthew 5 and 13. Ye are the salt of the earth. Christ is talking about the Israelites. He said the Israelites are the salt of the earth. What does salt add to your food? Flavor. We the flavor. Don't y'all know that? If we weren't here in this country, man, what would this country be? Boring as hell. We bring the flavor. This is why you see all the commercials are marketed in what? Our culture whether it be hip-hop or our slang or some type of dance. Damn, the whole uh, TikTok crap was set up based off of what? Our dances. We are the flavor of the earth, man. We the people of the book. We're the people of the Bible, y'all. Like I say, if we're not the Israelites, please tell me who is. Show me. Biblical and historical proofs, please. 314. 482-9110. Have your proof ready. Hit me up. Let me know. If if you disagree, if you think that so-called blacks and Hispanics are not the true people of the book, please tell me who is. That's my challenge. <laughs> if you disagree, please show me, like I said, through historical proofs, biblical proofs, who is. All right, y'all. That's it for news and current events. If it's your first time tuning into the show, I do about an hour, sometimes more, of current events, uh, talk about soapbox. And then I get into the class, and this class is entitled Never Wax Tail, part of a series, a long series I've been doing. Um, and this is entitled The Revolt, uh, part one. The last part of it I did was the. Uh, Idolatry, right. And I'm, I'm going to do a recap on idolatry, and then I'm going to transfer over to the revolt during the time of the Maccabees. Uh, y'all stay with me, and I'll be back on the other side of this brief intermission, y'all. So stay tuned.
All right, y'all. We are back. We are back, man. Um, oh, yeah, man. I have to remind everyone, in case you forgot, I know Mashaba has been mentioning it. Uh, this Sunday, it is going down at uh, the event center at Rolling Oaks. It is the brother Ariaz and his lovely wife, Kalia's wedding. So y'all come through, y'all check us out this Saturday. I'm sorry, this Sunday. Check those brothers and sisters out, man. Um, yeah, come come holler at us. Come check us out. Come see us. All right. Um, so let's do a quick recap. Let me Acts chapter 15 and start at verse 19. And the sister did send the question in. Her question was dealing with um, Romans about the Gentiles. And uh, I refer the sister to the class. Honestly, man, uh, if y'all got questions or y'all confused about the Gentiles and who they were, uh, check out the last class that I did, um, Never Wax Pale Idolatry Part 7, I think it was. No, it was seven. Was it six or seven? Okay. Was it six or seven, Mashaba? I know Mashaba got it. But that one would uh goes into great detail. Anyway, I want to pick up there, man, just to uh further respond on that before we move on. So Acts chapter fifteen and start verse nineteen. Acts fifteen nineteen. Wherefore my sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God. So look at the terminology being used, y'all. And what's going on right here is, so you had a bunch of Israelites that was telling these other Israelites that they needed to be circumcised and they needed to keep the law. So they had a discussion uh, with Paul, Barnabas, and they took it back uh, to the elders that were at Jerusalem. And this is what the brother came up with. He says, wherefore my sentence is this that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles God or turn to the most high. So you had Israelites that have been scattered and grew up in these Roman providences as Gentile. The word Gentile means nation or heathen. So they grew up like they were nations or they was heathen, but they were from among the Gentiles not actual Gentiles themselves by blood. They were blood Israelites, but nationality, they were Gentiles. I want us to understand this, man. It's going to prove it. Read on. But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollution of idols mm-hmm. and from fornication mm-hmm. and from things strangled and from blood. Now, he said, man, this is the important thing you want them to focus on. We want them to focus on abstaining from uh, pollution of idols. Now, this is idolatry. You find that in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 1 when the Most High said, thou shalt have no other God before me, man. Come on, this is part of the commandments. For all these people to say, oh, well, the law is done away with. Well, why is Paul, I'm sorry, why are the apostles telling these, Israelites who grew up as Gentiles not to be idolaters because <laughs> it was part of the law. 
He says, and from fornication. That's also part of the law. You can find it in Leviticus chapter 18. He said, and from strangling, uh, strangles and from blood. You can find that in Leviticus, I believe, chapter 17, where it talks about not eating food with blood in it. So he said, hey, man, we're going to keep it simple for y'all. Stop doing idolatry. Stop fornicating, being homosexuals and dykes and all that. Stop doing that and stop eating food blooded. Read verse 21. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. So he's like, hey, man, they're going to get it. They just keep going to the synagogue on the Sabbath and uh, hearing Moses' law read, then they'll start getting it understandable. For right now, we want to focus on them not being idolaters, them not fornicating, them not eating blood or strangled things. Read. It, the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, surnamed Barsabas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And look once again at the terminology being mentioned here, y'all. Brethren, that signifies kinfolk, kinship. Read on. And they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren send greeting unto the brethren. Unto the who? The brethren. Look at the terminology. Read. Which are of the Gentiles. Which are what? Of the Gentiles. Meaning what? They weren't nationality-wise Gentiles. They weren't ethnically Gentiles. They grew up in Gentile places. I hope everybody's seeing this. It says these brothers, these Israelite brothers, which are of the Gentiles. Read. In Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. Read. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, Subverting your souls, saying, ye must be circumcised and keep the law. you got to ask yourself, who did the circumcision apply to? It applied to the Israelites. This was given way back in Genesis, the 17th chapter, with our forefather Abraham. I went over this already. So these other nations, they weren't trying to be circumcised. This is what made the Israelites unique. Because we had the token of the covenant of circumcision. Also, we had the law of statutes and commandments of the Most High. Because a lot of people might say, well, Ishmael was circumcised and Keturah uh, kids were circumcised. Yes, they were. But remember, they didn't get any of the blessings that Isaac got. Remember, it says that Abraham, once he died, y'all can reference check me on this. Genesis, the 25th chapter, start at verse 1. We ain't going to go there, but just reference check. It says that Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. He said he gave his other son's gifts, but he gave everything else to Isaac, and he sent Isaac away from them. I want to understand this. Read on. Read again from the top, verse 24. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, Subverting your souls, saying, Ye must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. 
So he's saying, man, we didn't tell them brothers to do that. Read. It seemed good unto us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, mm-hmm. men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We have sent, therefore, Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. So we send them a letter, we send Paul, <laughs> and we send these other brothers to tell you the exact same thing. Read. For it seems good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. We ain't going to put that much on y'all. But this is these are the things we want y'all to focus on for right now. I'm a, we got we got to meet y'all where y'all at. It's no different now, man. You teach your brother, and he may have got some things wrong, and but you got to meet him where he at so you can win him. So then later on you can come back and show him, no, nah, this is wrong. Read. That ye abstain from meat offered to idols. Stop idolatry. Read. And from blood. Stop eating food blood in it. Read. And from things strangled. Stop eating dead animals that, that died of uh, ungru- unruly causes. Read. And from fornication. And from what? Fornication. Stop fornicating. Stop being homosexual. Stop having sex with your mother. Uh, stop having sex with your uh, auntie. Leviticus chapter 18, y'all. I'm going to go back and read that. Read. From which, if ye keep yourselves, ye shall do well. If you do these things, you're going to be okay, bro. You're going to be all right. You know? Fare ye I'm well. Sorry. That was verse 29, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's go to Second uh, Maccabees chapter 4. So, once again, these were the brothers, the Israelites, that grew up. And other nations being warned about their idolatry and to stop their idolatry. Now we're going to get Second Maccabees chapter 4 and start verse 19. This ungracious Jason sent special messengers from Jerusalem. Now, Jason is the cat that basically kicked off the uh, Antiochus uh, Antiochus forced conversion Antiochus Epiphanes forced conversion of the Israelites of the Jews because uh, and this him Jason and his cat named Simon talked about money being in the temple um, Mm -hmm. that they want that Antiochus has sent Hilarus to get um to bring back to him so he could pay the Romans their debt that he owes them. Uh, and then Jason later on heard rumors that Antiochus Epiphanes was dead, and he started killing Israelites. And uh, Antiochus got word of this, and he thought that the Israelites were revolting. So this is what made Antiochus come and take Jerusalem with the great slaughter he took it with and forced Hellenization on the Israelites. So some of us willingly converted, but a lot of us were forced into converting to heathenism and paganism. So this is what's going on. Read that part again, verse 19. This ungracious Jason sent special messengers from Jerusalem who were Antiochians to carry 300 drachms of silver 
to the sacrifice of Hercules. Now, these brothers that were sent from Jerusalem, they weren't no damn Antiochians. They were Israelites, but they took on the name of Antiochians, the other nations, just like when we, re- we just read it in the New Testament. These brothers of the Gentiles, so brothers who were Israelites, but they grew up just like Gentiles, man. They fell into idolatry. This is what was going on, man. You cannot read the New Testament without reading the Old Testament in the pocket. You're going to be lost. You're going to let somebody's going to fool you into thinking, oh, the Gentiles can make it now. No, they can't. <laughs> not, in the capa- in, not in the capacity that we, the Israelites, are going to make it in. No. But read on. Which even the bearers thereof thought fit not to bestow upon the sacrifice. So these Israelites were trying to offer up a sacrifice for the god Hercules, which the Greeks got from the Babylonians, actually a black god. I brought that out a couple of weeks back, too. But anyway, real. Because it is, it was not convenient, mm-hmm. but to be reserved for other charges. Mm-hmm. This money then, in regard of the sender, was appointed to Hercules' sacrifice, but because of the bearers thereof, it was employed to the making of galleys. So the Israelites had put some money aside to sacrifice to the Greek god Hercules. Now let's go. Let's get First Corinthians chapter ten. So we were still doing this type of stuff all the way in the New Testament, but I had to show y'all the origin of where it came from. Yep, First Corinthians chapter ten. Now, I was just going to jump around a little bit in this chapter, man, but when I got to really looking, I was like, no, I've got to read this whole chapter. So, First Corinthians chapter 10, sort of verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Now, this is Paul speaking to the Israelites saying, brethren, look at the terminology, y'all. Kid folks. We was all ignorant, and he's given a history of our people, how all our fathers, our forefathers, were under the cloud. Remember, you go back in Exodus, you find that it was a cloud that followed us in the daytime, and then at night it was a, a, a ball of fire that followed us, that lit our way as we were walking around in the wilderness for 40 years. This is what Paul's talking about. Read. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Read on. And did all eat the same spiritual meat. That was the manna that came from heaven. Read. And did all drink the same spiritual drink. Read on. For they drank of that spiritual rock. That spiritual rock. Ain't talking about the rock that we drank the water out of. The spiritual rock was who? Read. That followed them, mm-hmm. and that rock was Christ. It was who? Christ. Yahushua in the Old Testament, y'all. <laughs> but y'all say, no, ain't no Christ for us Old Testament-only Israelites. Nope, ain't no Messiah. Nope, you don't read about him. He's only in the New Testament. Mm-mm, not so. Not so, Not so, brother. Not so, I read. But with many of them, God was not well-pleased. And he wasn't well pleased in many of our ancestors, read. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things. 
as they also lusted. What evil things were they lusting over? They was lusting over power and authority. They was lusting of a lot of greed was going on. A lot of covetousness was going on. And we're going to find out a lot of idolatry was going on. Idolatry is nothing new for the Israelites. Read. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them. Read. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Now, this is Paul way in the New Testament talking to Israelites, telling them not to be idolaters. Once again, Exodus chapter 20. La'ah. La'ah alahayim, which means no other gods. Paul was telling these brothers in the New Testament not to be idolaters. Read. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed. Spiritual fornication and physical fornication as some of our uh, forefathers committed. Read. And fell in one day three and 20,000. What he's talking about is the book of Numbers, chapter 25, when the Moabite women seduced the Israelite men and had them in idolatry, serving their God, the God in particular, Belar, how you say this dude's name? Hold on, y'all, I got to get it real quick. I'm butchering it. I know the name means Lord of the Openings. Bel Pior, that's the name. So that's what it's talking about in verse 8. Read on. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. But I thought Christ was only in the New Testament. We know. Neither murmur ye. And this is talking about when Shai sent the serpent to kill Israel. And then Moses had to make that staff with the serpent on it. It was the, the serpent and I forgot what else it was. But it, today they use it as the damn hospital sign. Yeah, the serpent in the staff. This, this is what it's talking about. Read on. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Read. Now all these things happened unto them for ensample. So all these things happened to our ancestors for an example for us not to be idolaters. Read. And they are written. For our admonition. <laughs> For our warning, read. Upon whom the ends of the world are come. Mm-hmm. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Man, I love the Most High. I'm never going to stop serving the Most High. I- I'll die for the truth. Or, oh, man, you reading the, reading the scriptures, you're like, man, how, how these people be so stupid? How they fall into idolatry? But Paul's letting you know, wherefore let him that think it, he standeth, take heed. Don't think that we're exempt <laughs> from idolatry, y'all. And it don't be just this blatant idolatry. It be real subtle. Whatever you're putting more time into than serving and learning and worshiping the Most High, that's your idolatry right there. Take heed. This is why he comes back and said this, read. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Then this is why he says this, read. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. The temptation to, to fall into idolatry, that's common. 
That's common amongst Israelites. Read. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But the Most High got your back. Read. It's going to be something that you can overcome. Read. But will with the temptation. With the temptation to be an idolater. Read. Also make a way to escape. For you to escape. Not saying that you don't have to go through it, but he'll make a way for you to deal with the temptation and to overcome it. That's called the scriptures. Read. That ye may be able to bear it. Read on. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. Flee from what? Idolatry. Once again, Paul's trying to get these Israelites, no different than an Acts, trying to get these Israelites who grew up as Gentiles to stop being idolaters. Read. I speak as to wise men. Judge ye what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? And what he's talking about going to here is talking about Passover. Because in the next chapter, he's, he's quote, he quotes Christ when he said, here's my blood, drink. <laughs> this is the, the new covenant or the new testament. Yeah, I remember this is what he's talking about. But when did Christ do this? At Passover. So this is what Christ, I'm sorry, this is what Paul's talking about right here. Read. The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? And those things were symbolic. So the wine symbolic of Christ's blood, the uh, the bread or the unleavened bread that we brought off as feast of unleavened bread, is symbolic of Christ's body. Read. For we, being many, are one bread. Or one, one body. So you might have a whole bunch of Israelite camps, but it's one nation of Israel. Read. And one body. For we all are partakers of that one bread. Mm -hmm. Behold, Israel, after the flesh, are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? And we are partakers of the altar. Read. What say I then? That the idol is anything or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything. So this is what Paul is saying. The idol is nothing. He's going to tell you, verse 20. That the things which the Gentiles sacrifice. The things which the who? Gentiles sacrifice. The things which the other nations sacrifice. You know the same people that unlearned people run around talking about they going to make it. They can be saved. They they uh they praise God. It's talking about everybody in Christ. Those people. It says, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, read. They sacrifice to devils. They sacrifice to devils. Read. And not to God. So how are they gonna be saved, y'all? If the, if Paul is saying the Gentiles sacrifice to devils, how the hell are they gonna be saved? He said, and not to God. They're not God's children. Read. And I would not that ye should have fellowship with devils. And Paul said, I don't want you to have fellowship with devils. And who's calling devils? <laughs> These Gentiles that sacrifice the devils. So how the hell is the Gentiles going to make it with the Israelites? Verse 21. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Read. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Read. 
Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Because when you serve and worship other gods, you do what? Provoke the Lord to jealousy? Because he's a jealous power. This is why he told us don't have no other gods. Read. Are we stronger than he? Read on. All things are lawful for me. What does he say? All things are lawful for me. Now he's going to explain, read. But all things are not expedient. Mm-hmm. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Read. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. This is what he's talking about when he says that all things are lawful for me. Is it unlawful to have wealth? No, it's not. He says, but all things are not expedient. It ain't expedient because why? you thinking about only you. you thinking about only yourself. That's why he says in verse 23, all things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. If I'm only concerned about me and mine, then how am I being an example for the rest of Israel? He says, let no man, verse 24, let no man seek his own, but every, every man another's wealth. Meaning, don't be selfish, man. Care about your brother. Care about your sister. Read on. Whatsoever is sold in the shambles. Now, shambles is the meat market. So he said, whatever is sold in the meat market, read. That eats. Mm-hmm. Asking no question for conscience sake. Now, before we get all stupid with it, all it says, whatever is sold in the meat market, that, that includes pork, shrimp, crab, and lobster. No, it does not. Paul is saying the unsayable because he don't need to say, hey, don't eat shrimp, crab, and lobster, because remember, he was an Israelite. And as an Israelite, we grew up not. If you grew up knowing you were Israelite, you knew the law. So you knew the dietary law. You knew you weren't supposed to eat those things, so he didn't have to say it. He had to tell you that. <laughs> so let's not get stupid. He says, asking no questions for conscience sake. Read for the earth is the Lord's thereof. Because what Israelites were doing, as we were finding out, they were eating meats that were sacrificed to idols, to other gods. That's why he had to come back. He says, for conscience sake, conscience towards the most high, he says, for the whole earth belongs to the Lord and the fullness thereof. So if you eat anything, you you praising the Lord who made it, not the other gods. Read. If any of them... That believe not bid you to a feast. So if any of the Israelites that don't believe in your house, they invite you to a feast or a party, read. And ye be disposed to go. And you be like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. Read. Whatsoever is set before you, eat, asking no question for conscience sake. You go and you sit down, you eat, you don't ask no questions about who this meat is for, who it's offered to, or nothing. It says for conscience sake. We're going to find out, not ain't talking about your conscience. It's talking about the, the dude who invited you conscience. Read. But if any man say unto you, this is offered in sacrifice unto idols. So if you say, hey, man, we're celebrating Christmas, or this is for Thanksgiving, or this is for um, Halloween, or Valentine's Day. Read. Eat not for his sake that showed it. And for conscience sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It says don't eat it. If he say, hey, this is for some holiday, celebrating some God, don't eat it. It says for conscience sake. And like I said, it's talking about his conscience, not yours. He says for the earth is the Lord. The most high made all things. So if he says offered to some, some idol, don't eat it. Now, verse 29. 
Conscience, I say, not thine own. Not your conscience. Read. But of the other. It's for his conscience. Why? So he might be conscious about, hmm, what does he mean I shouldn't eat it because it's a sacrifice to idols? Oh, what does he mean this is a pagan holiday? What does he mean this is idolatry? Oh, maybe I shouldn't. Or, hey, brother, can you explain this to me? This is the conscience sake he's talking about. So you have a consciousness that you're being an idolater. Read. For why is my liberty judged of another man's conscience? <laughs> why is it the liberty to what? To go and sit with Israelites that grew up in a Gentile state of mind. That was the liberty Paul was talking about. Why is it judged if somebody else comes and say, hey, you shouldn't be over there with those Gentiles? No different than him and Peter had the beef. In Galatians, when Peter was uh, being acting funny with the Israelites who grew up in a Gentile state of mind, and he seen other Israelites watching him eat with them, and once he saw that, he got up and left. <laughs> Paul's like, why am I judged of somebody else's conscience? Read. For if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that for which I give thanks? Why are you speaking evil of me when I'm over here giving thanks to the Most High and I'm using the grace that I have to try to get these other Israelites come to Christ? Read. Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Do it all for the glory of the Most High. Read. Give none offense, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. And this is why Paul said, don't offend these brothers. Basically what he's saying. The Israelites that know they're Israel, the Israelites that don't know they're Israel, don't offend these brothers. Why? Read. Even as I please all men in all things. Because Paul said in another scripture, I've become all things to all men. Why? Read. Not seeking mine own profit. Not for his own glory, vain glory, but what? But the profit of many. But to profit them. So why? Why he want them to be prophets? That they may be saved. He's trying to save their lives. He's trying to pull them out of idolatry. He's trying to save their spirit. I hope everybody can see this, man. This is why I read the whole chapter, so we could get it all in context and understand what Paul was trying to do, what his mission was when he went to these different cities and he wrote these different letters to the Israelites that grew up as Gentiles. This is what Paul was doing. This is the message he was carrying. Now, let's go to uh, the Holman Bible Atlas, Atlas, page 183. Now we're going to start dealing with um, the revolt, y'all. 183, yeah, right there where it says the Maccabean revolt. And the time went by quick. From the Holman Bible Atlas, page 183, the Maccabean Revolt. Many Jews cooperated willingly or under compulsion with the new regime. And we're just going to read the first paragraph. Read. Others resisted. Mm -hmm. The catalyst that sparked the Maccabean Revolt happened in Modane, a small village 
northwest of Jerusalem. So we see that some of us, like I went over, willingly converted to heathenism and paganism. And a lot of us resisted. And this is the eve or the beginning of the Maccabean revolt, which we're going to get into now, right? When the king's representative came to Modin demanding a sacrifice to prove the loyalty of the village, an aged Jewish priest named Matthias, Matthias refused the demand. A fight ensued in which the king's representative and others were killed. Mm-hmm. Matthias and his five sons, Simon, John, Judas, Eleazar, and Jonathan, fled to the Gosna Hills. The passionately orthodox followers of Jewish law, the Hasidism, pious ones, joined them in armed resistance. The Hasidim. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? The, what the Hasidim. The Hasidim. So. Let's go here. Read that part again. The Hasidim rejected. You want to go backwards? Mm-mm, stay right there. The Hasidim rejected any compromise with Greek culture. So the Hasidim, or these brothers right here. Let's go to First Maccabees chapter two, and start at verse forty-two. First Maccabees two forty two from the Apocrypha. Then came there unto him a company of Assyrians. Now this is talking about the him is talking about Judas. These brothers came unto him. They're called Assyrians. Read. Who were mighty men of Israel, mm-hmm. even all such as were voluntarily devoted unto the law. Also, all they that fled for persecution joined themselves unto them and were a stay unto them. So these were the brothers that joined Judas Maccabees' army. This is after his father died. We're going to get to that definitely. But I want to get this right here. Read this right here. Tell them where you're reading from about these uh, brothers who are known as the Hasidian. Now, the Hasidians are also the, uh, what do they call them in the, uh, the Hasidim? The, the Hasidians or the Hasidim, which they're referred to as in the Bible Atlas. You just read that. Mm-hmm. All right. So the Hasidians, Hasidim, they're all the same. Now, watch this right here. And yeah. tell them where you're reading from. From newadvent.org. Mm-hmm. Asidian. sorry. Where am I start here? Yeah, start right, right here. Uh, right here. They were the maintainers of the Mosaic law against the invasion of Greek customs. When the Maccabees struggled against Antiochus IV's Epiphanes, the Asidians naturally joined their cause. First Maccabees 2:42-43. And, and we just read that. So this is who these brothers were. Now the reason I'm bringing these brothers out is because they're important to remember because these brothers later on became the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they played a major role of us uh, coming into the Roman captivity. But read on. However, 
not all the adherents of the Maccabees were Assyrians. Mm -hmm. According to 1 Maccabees, the 13th, the scribes and the Assyrians sought to make peace with the Syrians, while the other followers of the Maccabees suspected deceit. That this suspicion was well-founded may be inferred from the fact that Alcimus, who had been made high priest by Demetrius I, referenced in 1 Maccabees 7-9, slew 60 Assyrians in one day, 1 Maccabees 7-16. According to 2 Maccabees 14-3, the same Alcimus willfully defiled himself, and later on he testified before Demetrius. And we're definitely going to get that. But it's funny. it says that this brother willfully defiled himself. When it says willfully defiled himself, he was part of the Israelites that uncircumcised themselves and practiced paganism and idolatry. And eventually, like I said, some of those brothers became the Pharisees. You know? They were among the Jews that are called Assyrians, of whom Judas Maccabeus is captain nourish wars and raise sedition and will not suffer the realm to be in peace. Second Maccabees fourteen six. There is an opinion which maintains that the Assyrians were identical with the later Pharisees. Right, like I told y'all. Now let's go to um let's go back to the homies real quick and pick up where you left off at. A fight ensued in which the king's representative and others were killed. Mattathias and his five sons, Simon, John, Judas, Eleazar, and Jonathan, fled to the Gophna Hills. The passionately orthodox followers of Jewish law, the Hasidim, pious ones, joined them in armed resistance. The Hasidim rejected any compromise with Greek culture regarding such compromises as a betrayal of faith. The Pharisees and the Essenes, who appear a little later, were spiritual kinsmen of the Hasidim. Right, just like we just read, man. All right, so now let's go to First Maccabees chapter 2 and start at verse 1. And let's get the account of Manathias and his uh, five sons. First Maccabees 2 and 1. In those days arose... Mattathias, the son of John, the son of Simeon, a priest of the sons of Joab, Joarib, from Jerusalem, and dwelt in Modin. And he had five sons, Joannan called Caddis, Simon called Stasi, Judas called, who was called Maccabeus, Eleazar called Abaran, and Jonathan, whose surname was Aphus. And when he saw the blasphemies that were committed in Judah and Jerusalem, he said, Woe is me. Wherefore was I born to see this misery of my people and of the holy city and to dwell there when it was delivered into the hand of the enemy and the sanctuary into the hand of the stranger? Her temple is become as a man without glory. Her glorious vessels are carried away into captivity. Her infants are slain in the streets, her young men with the sword of the enemy. Now, this is the destruction of the second temple, because remember, the first temple was built by Solomon. Then it was destroyed, 
by the Babylonians in uh, 586, yeah, 586 BC. They destroyed the the first temple, and then during the uh, Persian Empire, remember Cyrus sent the Israelites back to rebuild the temple. That was the second temple. And that was under the brothers Nehemiah, Ezra, Zerubbabel, and uh, the brother uh, Joshua. They went back to rebuild the second temple. And this right here we're reading about is the destruction of that second temple that we rebuilt to the Most High. Read. What nation has not had a part in her kingdom and gotten of her spoils? All her ornaments are taken away of a free woman she is. Become so, a bond slave. And what he's talking about is the nations uh, that ransacked the temple before, specifically the Babylonians, because Nebuchadnezzar took all the uh, the vessels and the the cups and stuff. His son, I forget his son's name. He took all of that stuff, and that was the reason the Most High had murked. You know. And behold, our sanctuary, even our beauty and our glory, is laid waste, and the Gentiles have profaned it. To what end, therefore, shall we live any longer? Then Mattathias and his sons rent their clothes and put on sackcloth and mourned very sore. In the mean, while the king's officers, such as compelled the people to revolt, came into the city Modin to make them sacrifice, and when many of Israel came unto them, Mattathias also and his sons came together. Then answered the king's officers and said to Mattathias on this wise, Thou art a ruler and an honorable and great man in this city, and strengthened with sons and with brethren. Now therefore come thou first and fulfill the king's commandment, like as all the heathen have done, yea, and the men of Judah also, and such as remain at Jerusalem. So shalt thou and thy house be in the number of the king's friends. So he tried to bribe them. He tried to bribe them to get them to break the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High. Read. And thou and thy children shall be honored with silver and gold and many rewards. And you see what he used to, to try to coax them to do it. Your children. What about your children? Don't you want them to have a happy life? Read. And many rewards. Then Mattathias answered and spake with a loud voice. Though all the nations that are under the king's dominion obey him and fall away every one from the religion of their their fathers. He said, even though these other nations are doing that, some of us is doing it, read. And give consent to his commandments. Yet will I and my sons and my brethren walk in the covenant of our fathers. We ain't going to do it, read. God forbid that we should forsake the law and the ordinances. We will not hearken to the king's words to go from our religion, either on the right hand or the left. Now when he had left speaking these words, there came one of the Jews in the sight of all to sacrifice on the altar. So he stopped speaking this, and then some sellout nigga come to bring sacrifice to their God, and we don't find out that God was Zeus that they had set up in the temple. Which was at Modin, according to the king's commandment. Which thing, when Mattathias saw, he was inflamed with zeal. He was mad as hell, read. And his reins trembled, 
neither could he forbear to show his anger according to judgment. Wherefore, he ran and slew him upon the altar. The brother was so mad, he was shaking. And he had, he he grabbed the, what did he say? He grabbed the, uh, oh, wherefore, he ran and slew him upon the altar. He killed his dude right there where he stood. Read. Also, the king's commissioner, who compelled men to sacrifice, he killed at that time. And the altar he pulled down. So this is what our forefather, great uh, Manasseh, did to kick the revolt off, man. Now let's go back to the Homans, Bible Atlas, page 183, and read that second paragraph. The Holman Bible Atlas, page 183. Judas Maccabeus. After the death of the eighth Mattathias, his son Judas became the leader of the revolt, called Maccabeus the Hammerer. Judas fought a guerrilla war against Seleucid armies sent to crush the revolt. The revolt. So after uh, Mattathias dies, his brother, I'm sorry, his son Judas takes over, who's called Hammer, and he uh, finishes the revolt that his father started fighting for his nation and his people. Is that it? His success depended upon surprise and an intimate knowledge of terrain. He attacked enemy forces in the narrow approaches leading to Jerusalem, arming his followers with weapons secured in his victories. So uh, Judas Maccabees, y'all, was a bad brother. And matter of fact, we're going to read on, man. But it says that he had so many battles the Sir Lucius, uh dynasty that all of them ain't even mentioned in the book of uh, Maccabees, man. <laughs> this brother was always fighting. Let's go to First Maccabees chapter 3. We got like 10 minutes left, so we're going to read a little. I think we're going to uh, stop in this chapter, though, y'all. Yep. First Maccabees chapter 3, verse 1. Then his son Judas called Maccabeus, rose up in his stead, and all his brethren helped him. Now, this is talking about after Manasseh died, and it's basically saying the same thing we just read out of the Homer Bible Atlas, that Judas came in, took his place, and his brothers rolled with him. Read. And so did all they that held with his father, and they fought with cheerfulness the battle of Israel. Mm-hmm. So he got his people great honor and put on a breastplate as a giant and girt his warlike harness about him. And he made battles, protecting the host with his sword. In his act, he was like a lion and like a lion's whelp roaring for his prey. For he pursued the wicked and sought them out and burnt up those that vexed his people. Wherefore, the wicked shrunk for fear of him. And all the workers of iniquity were troubled, because salvation prospered in his hands. He grieved also many kings and made Jacob glad with his acts, and his memorial is blessed forever. Moreover, he went through the cities of Judah, destroying the ungodly out of them, and turning away wrath from Israel, so that he was renowned unto the utmost part of the earth, and he was renowned. And I, I don't think people really... Uh appreciate the significance of uh, Judas Maccabees, man, it said that he turned away the wrath from Israel. 
what wrath? It ain't talking about the wrath of the, the, the Gentiles or the Seleucid dynasty. It's talking about the wrath of the Most High. Because remember, the only reason we was going through this is because we kept breaking the commandments. So by this brother being pious and having this zeal of the Most High and restoring our people to honor the Sabbath, to honor uh, each other, to look after one another and upholding the law, the Most High's anger was turned from Israel. Read. And he received unto him such as were ready to perish. Such that was what? Were ready to perish. So brothers came to him. They was ready to give their life for their nation. The hell with uh, Biggie's uh, album, Ready to Die. These brothers was really ready to die for a noble cause. Read. Then Apollonius gathered the Gentiles together and a great host out of Samaria to fight against Israel, which thing, when Judah perceived, he went... Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Verse 10, it says a great host out of Samaria. Now, remember, by this time, the northern kingdom was gone, and they were originally living in Samaria. But um, who was it? The Assyrians, yeah. They put all those foreign nations in the northern kingdom. So this is where this dude, Apollonius, went and got his boys or, or his uh, reinforcements to go against Israel, the southern kingdom. Read. Which thing, when Judas perceived, he went forth to meet him. And so he smote him and slew him. Many also fell down slain, but the rest fled. Wherefore, Judas took their spoils, and Apollonius's sword also. And therewith he fought all his life long. <laughs> he took his dude's sword and he, he used that sword to fight for the rest of his life. Must have been a good sword. Read. Now when Saren, a prince of the army of Syria, heard say that Judas had gathered unto him a multitude and company of the faithful to go out with him to war, he said, I will get me a name and honor in the kingdom. For I will go fight with Judas and them that are with him, who despise the king's commandments. So he made him ready to go up, and there went with him a mighty host of the ungodly to help him, and to be avenged of the children of Israel. And when he came near to the going up of Beth Haran, Judas went forth to meet him with a small company, who, when they, say, when they saw the host coming to meet them, said unto Judas, How shall we be able, being so few, to fight against so great a multitude and so strong, seeing we are ready to faint with fasting all this day? And these brothers didn't even have nothing to eat. And he's like, man, how we going to win this battle? It's more of them, and we weep from fasting. And you read about Judas, man, in the articles that I was reading, it says that he launched a guerrilla war against the Seleucid dynasty. Y'all ever seen guerrilla warfare? It's dirty. It's grimy. And, it's, and it says that uh, Judas did most of his attacks at night. <laughs> so imagine in the middle of the night, you get your chest ran through with a sword. Read. Unto whom Judas answered, it is no hard matter for many to be shut up in the hands of a few. And with the God of heaven, it is all one 
to deliver with a great multitude or a small company. This brother had faith, boy. You know? For the victory of battle standeth not in the multitude of an host, mm-hmm. but strength cometh from heaven. Mm-hmm. They come against us in much pride and iniquity to destroy us and our wives and children and to spoil us. For we fight for our lives and our laws. Wherefore the Lord himself will overthrow them before our faith. And as for you, be ye not afraid of them. He said, look, man, don't be scared of them. Read. Now, as soon as he had left off speaking, he leapt suddenly upon them. And so Saren and his host was overthrown before him. He led by example. He wasn't all the way at the back behind the army talking this. He was in the front, on the front line. He was the first one to go. And he just jumped in the battle and got busy, man. Man, this brother had faith. Read. And they pursued him them from the going down of Beth Haran unto the plain, where were slain about 800 men of them. And the residue fled into the land of the Philistines. Chase these cats out. Read. Then began the fear of Judas and his brethren, and an exceeding great dread to fall upon the nations round about them. He made a name for himself. Read. Insomuch as his fame came unto the king. And all nations talk of the battles of Judas. This brother put the Israelites on the map again. Read. Now when King Antiochus heard these things, he was full of indignation. Wherefore he sent and gathered together all the forces of his realm, even a very strong army. He opened also his treasure and gave his soldiers pay for a year, commanding them to be ready whensoever he should need them. He wanted Judas bad. He paid everybody up for a whole year. Read. Nevertheless, when he saw that the money of his treasures failed and that the tributes of the country were small because of the dissension and plague which he had brought upon the land in taking away the laws which he had been, which had been of old time, he feared. (laughs) So everything was good until he orchestrated that forced conversion of the Jews, and it came back and it bit him in the butt. Read. He feared that he should not be able to bear the charges any longer, nor to have such gifts to give so liberally as he did before. For he had abounded above the kings that were before him. All right, y'all. We just heard the uh, 92nd mark. Matter of fact, read the next verse. Wherefore, being greatly perplexed in his mind, he determined to go into Persia, there to take the tribute of the countries and to gather much money. Right. This connects with uh, chapter 2 about him going in there and then shortly after Mm -hmm. died. But we're going to get to that, uh, hopefully, Lord willing, y'all, next week, man. Uh, the water from the Shabbat hooking up the broadcast, the water to everybody to tune into the show. I hope and pray that y'all got some edification uh, from the show. I hope I didn't lose nobody. I know there's a lot of people clicked off the line, but it's all good. <laughs> uh, if you got any questions, man, uh, pertaining to the show or other uh, other different Bible topics, hit me up at 314-482-9110, man. And Lord's willing, next week. We'll see y'all. Y'all will hear from me again. But until then, 
tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to please tune in to Sons of Pop. Tuesday. Sons of Pop. Tuesday. Sons of Pop. Tuesday. Every Tuesday. And with that, y'all, we're going to say shalom. Shalom.